Welcome to One Day Contract, the Panthers talk show, where each week we're joined by a new personality who we've signed to a one-day contract to join the show. One Day Contract is a proud part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Be sure to check out some of our network mates, Keep Pounden, the Roaring Riot Podcast, or it is what it is for even more great talk about your favorite team, and follow the Riot Network on Twitter at the Riot Network to stay up to date on all your favorite pods. Subscribe. Subscribe, rate, and love us on iTunes. You're so close to getting the whole thing out. One day I will get the whole intro in. One day. One day. My name is Nikki Wolf. Alongside of me, as always, Mr. Colin Hoggard, columnist and contributor for the Riot Report and wishes Thursday night football wasn't a thing. I don't gamble, so I don't need it in my life. (sighs) Are we going to try and recreate the whole first intro that is now lost to time and space word for word because I would like to do that because you already went off script and I don't want to break the fourth wall but I just did well I think the professionals in this were just (laughs) moseying through the intro so that we can get on with the show Uh, but I'm also someone who has recently ridden a lime scooter (laughs) (laughs) or this is funny for only the five people in the room. <laughs> Correction. You are a survivor that is of true. a lime scooter. <laughs> and, and, I, and I was only moderately injured in my maiden voyage. Much like Beyonce. <laughs> what? You're a survivor. Oh. The song. I'm sorry. I haven't, I haven't been introduced, so I'll yeah. stop talking. Shh. Who's that guy? Tell us about the uh, scooting experience. Um, I'm still not sure where you're supposed to ride them, in the street or on the sidewalk. Because no one knows. No one knows. And also, the sidewalk's not as flat as you might think um, around Uptown. Did you take a tumble? No, but I did uh, hit a water, uh, like the, the little water meter <laughs> spot, and, and the thing <laughs> flew out, and I felt a civic responsibility to go back and and put it so that the next scooter person didn't have to deal with a hole in the I thought you were going to say, you are trying to say a puddle. Yeah, you I also <laughs> thought you were going to be like, one of those water spots with the... <laughs> on the ground, yeah. you know, that you, you get muddy, you know. A water, a water. No, oh. we're not like on a swimming the, the $10,000 pyramid here. No. <laughs> the shoulder, you okay? Uh, my shoulder is, is hurt. I'm a, I was doubtful, but we're going we're gonna to make it, we're going to make it through. Uh, I may yelp at a time or two. Um, but I'm just supposed to yelp for help. So Yelp for help. Yep. That's a Paw Patrol thing. That is. It's two episodes now with Paw Patrol. <laughs> My son's a big listener to the show. <laughs> like <laughs> squeeze him in for he him. He just got so hype about that Paw Patrol reference. Yes. <laughs> That's what he does. I heard it. <laughs> that one was for me. <laughs> Our biggest fan. On my other side, Mr. Josh Klein. Did you forget left and right? <laughs> Left. Yeah. There you go. Mr. Josh Klein, managing editor for the Riot Report, co-host of It Is What It Is, and was just informed besh- before the show that he's got a leak in the roof. Yeah, uh, but there's still fire in the oven. It's uh, it's one of those things <laughs> where – is that the is that the phrase? Uh, sure. Yeah. It can I, be. I got a f- – yes. Uh, my wife texted me a picture of uh, a water stain on the ceiling of my bedroom, and it is um, – Makes me sad, and I'm not excited about my deductible situation. It's a real, it's very adult things are happening in my life right now, so I'm excited to be here and yell at each other about some Carolina Panthers stuff. On a scale of if we were playing Cam to KK, oh. how's your handiness when it comes to something like this? I'm like a Pilardi, like a, like a solid Pilardi with a, <laughs> with, a chance of, with a chance of Kyle Allen, maybe. You know who could help you. The guy with the bum shoulder over here. Ooh, yeah. Have you? Can I ask you? Have you? Have you built any sort of like, uh, like 
thing that might go on the side of your house. What do you call oh, it? Oh, well, as luck would have it, I did build a deck this summer. Oh, you built a deck on <laughs> yes, your house. Yes, That's right. Yes. yes. Did, did I mention that before? Nah, I just guessed. Mm. Lucky guess, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I it's thought I would have brought it up with you guys, but no, I guess not. Nope, not at all. We haven't talked about it multiple episodes at all. Well, it's a very impressive deck. <laughs> My deck. <laughs> Send me deck pics. Oh, no. <laughs> And timestamp it. <laughs> and there we go. You win. You win. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. It. Deck, hashtag deck picks. <laughs> yeah. Move along. I got <laughs> run, run, run from it. And our guest, who is still here, and he hasn't left yet. <laughs> Thank you for staying with us. Keyword yet. <laughs> yet. The day is young. He did just check well, his watch. I just, <laughs> I just want you to know, I was silent up to this point because in the in the first run, <laughs> I, you know, well, he already brought it up. Oh, what happened? He was, uh, he was out of turn too. <laughs> we expected out of him. Yeah, well, anyway. so we invited a professional to the show. We have we have a professional here on the one day contract this week. Mike Salarte, sports director, Spectrum News, still has to work later tonight. We apologize, Chicago native. And he's one of two people on my timeline that tweets about hockey. One that I know very well. The other one I know very well. Yes. Glad to be me here. Me too. Thank you, for, uh, thank you for having me. And uh, I'm, I'm honored to uh, sign the one-day contract. You know it doesn't pay. I right? do know it doesn't pay. Okay, yes. all right. But again, it is growing my, my career in media. So after 25 years or so, I think I'm finally getting the hang of it. So. You're fine. Yeah. I would recommend put putting it on your LinkedIn. Yeah, yes. I, I may. I may do that. I may do that. Colin is adding scooting, scooting, scooter riding or scooting? Scooter. Scooting. I think scooting would be correct, right? Yeah. Scooting. scooting You're scooting down the street. Actually, it would be scoot skiing over his water thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I would endorse you for scooting. Is that what they do? That's what they do on LinkedIn, right? You like endorse people for. That's a, that sol- that's a solid joke. You recommended guys. scooter. I feel great. That is good. Recommended uh, scooter. <laughs> uh, Colin Hoggard wants you to recommend him for <laughs> scooting. You have to let you have please to let me know. Ta- please take me seriously. <laughs> yeah, you have to let me know if you actually do get recommended for anything okay. recreational. Okay. After bum- <laughs> after blowing up your shoulder on a scooter, it was, it was a very tense situation. And surviving a water hazard. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Water meter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad it wasn't a puddle. I got really concerned. Yeah. It was not. It's not a relaxing experience. I'm just. It's not. Well, scooting's hard. Yes. Scooting ain't easy. <laughs> the scooting is real. Yeah. yeah. If it was easy, real. it would just be called the way, but it's not. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. I Good don't job. touch his shoulder. Oh, is it that shoulder? That's no, the other yeah, shoulder. That's the other, yeah. shoulder. Yeah. That's the other shoulder. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. North of Carolina, go check them out. They yes. put people back together. They put my shoulder back together. I fell off an obstacle course. As an adult, mm. what? <laughs> That's something that happened. I think she fell off an obstacle on the obstacle course. If you yeah. fell off the obstacle course, we'd have a much different conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be like the whole oh. world yeah. is flat. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I did? I got up and climbed over the wall with a broken shoulder. And then when I got home the other side, I said, "I'm done," and went to the hospital the next day because I was like, I would know if it was broken. You did knew you the next ha- day. I definitely did. Yeah, you knew the next day. Absolutely. I was like, yeah, yeah, something's wrong. Did you have some some beers before that obstacle course? I had a couple. Yeah. And then I just drank through the rest of it because I was like, I'm fine. Sure. I feel like so, we um, wasn't fine. What uh, what obstacle exactly <laughs> was it? It was from the it was from the wall where you climb up the from the windows. The rope. The rope thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I don't know. So just climbing up a wall, <laughs> broke your shoulder? <laughs> no, it wasn't that. Well, I climbed up, and then my foot <laughs> slipped. And when my foot slipped, my arm went up, and it like got jerked out, and then it broke the top part of my shoulder right here. Mm. This is great for the audio <laughs> medium. <laughs> she just did a very <laughs> intense play. Action. I know exactly where she hurt her shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I know exactly where it because I witnessed it. So, yeah. Yeah, it happens. This, this is what podcasts are about. You can see everything I'm doing, I'm right? pretty sure people know where your shoulder is. <laughs> I just, just going to say. <laughs> think that, think that, give our audience a little bit of credit here. Thank God. Connected to your arm bone. <laughs> All right, before we talk football, <laughs> sure. we'll get to that at some point. Nikki, super important question. Thanksgiving next week, what is the best Thanksgiving side? <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have an answer. I have an answer. Yeah, I, I um First of all, is there any way that anybody could get their question asked on why or yes? Or do you say it at the end? I don't remember. Why Sorry. yes? Well, Am since I an you, asshole? Since oh, you brought sorry, it up. First two. Oh, there's our first. There's profanity. one. That's one of two. Yes. If you rate us on iTunes, you can leave your super important question in the review, and I'll ask it on the show. Mm. Do it. That sounds fun. So fun. The um, funnest. The funnest. <laughs> I like stuffing. I'm a stuffing guy. Uh, I feel like. You can't like anywhere from stovetop. When I was like a fat college kid, I bought like the, um, like the stove, like the dry stovetop that you could just scoop butter into and put it in the microwave. And I would do like I would put that in the microwave when I got home from a bar, and then just eat a bowl full of stuffing. And it's like, why don't ladies want to date me? I don't understand. <laughs> this is crazy. Why am I forever single? Um, Stuffing's where it's at. Also, uh, if you're not putting gravy over everything on your plate, you're uh, you're doing it wrong in my mind. Is there an ingredient that can be in the stuffing that makes you recoil? I'm not a big mushrooms guy, but like unless it's like all mushrooms, like a mushroom stuffing, then I'm gonna um, uh, it's gonna be fine. Like I, I mean, I guess you could put like you're gonna persevere. Yeah, <laughs> Woo. Uh, you could put like squid in there, and I'm not gonna be super. I'm okay. But like as far as regular stuffing toppings, that's my yeah. I had an aunt that actually used uh, like a a spicy like breakfast sausage. That sounds great. In the Mm -hmm. stuffing, and oh my, it's like just okay. So y'all can eat all that stuff there. I'm just gonna take Aunt Jen's stuffing right here and just tie the old napkin on it. Says I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm good. Good. We call that we call that one Josh. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, I mean it was I mean it was years ago and. Actually, we might be related now that I think. Yeah, about it. yeah we have similar styles <laughs> similar of states. eating stuff. No, to me, it's it's yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's definitely a stuffing thing. Yeah. Although I never did a like a college bender and came home and just slathered butter into a microwave and said, "Yeah, this is good." Nothing, nothing then, like ending the bender route. with stuffing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even intend think, that the way that it happened, it. but it, yeah. You okay? Yeah. I think we almost killed Colin. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Um, is is cranberry? Uh, sauce and acceptable Thanksgiving. Why do you always have the worst answers for these? <laughs> I just don't understand. Like you literally wow, every time him on his that we're talking cramp- about. Look at, he's gonna, look, at this, look at his face. We're talking about like candy. We do candy bars, and you're like, I like Milky Way. Milky Way. <laughs> now you're gonna come out with cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. That's the insane. There's there's so many. Uh, literally, cranberry sauce would be the last, the literally the very last option that I would choose of favorite Thanksgiving sides. And you were like, "Is cranberries a good answer?" <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm not down. I'm not down on the cranberries, but I'm with him. I'm with you on Milky Way. 
You don't know what's good. Put man. the put the headphones down. You need some crunch in your candy, and you need some cranberries not off the, my no. damn plate at Thanksgiving. Not all the time. You don't need crunch all the time. All the time. The no, original Hershey's had, bar has been sold for 100 see, years. Josh, Josh, if he wasn't working in, in, in media, would be that guy on Twitter. He would be that guy. Yeah. You, you would be that guy. Don't I'm, be that guy. I'm LMAO at your answer to best Thanksgiving sides. Wow, I'm not with him on cranberry, but I am with him on the Milky Way. I'm just gonna, mm. throw, I'm just gonna leave that there. Glass drop. Good. <laughs> well, then what's your side? I said stuffing. I'm with. You're, you're a yeah. stuffing, I'm a stuffing guy, stuffing? and yes. like I said, the, the primo stuffing I had years ago when I was living in Chicago with the family and everything was my aunt's with the sausage in there. Oh, it was great. incredible. Two incredible. stuffings and a cranberry sauce. <laughs> and you. Can I say gravy? Can gravy just be a side? <laughs> I don't know if that qualifies as a side, but it's so, not a bad answer. But now, now I actually ask you this. Wait a minute. Do you, throw, a minute. do you use the straw in the gravy boat, or do you just pour it straight? <laughs> just, just pour it straight? Okay. You know. Yeah. I, I put gravy, I think, on every single thing I get at Thanksgiving, yeah. except the cranberry sauce. You can mix well, it you may, as well, you may as well try it. Yeah. I mean, if you've I gone guess, that far. I guess that's true. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because you don't have to buy a present for anybody. Yes. And you can just eat. All kinds of food covered in gravy. It's literally just eating, drinking, and watching football. It is the best oh. of all holidays. Growing up as a kid, though, Easter was mine because like it was the same kind of feast, minus the turkey. It was, you know, the ham and everything. Yeah. Ooh. And you also got chocolate mm, as a that's kid. That's true. That's true. So, and bunnies. And a bunny. And, well, well, I would prefer the chocolate bunny as opposed to actually having something to take care of as a kid. You know, just give me the, you know, chocolate. Do they give out bunnies? I'm Jewish. I don't understand. I don't know what you no, do. No, chocolate bunnies, yes. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. You don't so just get, out. they don't just hand yeah, out yeah. bunnies. Here's to a kids. rabbit. Here's a yeah. rabbit. Here's a rabbit. You get two, and next year we'll get your rabbits to give to the kids next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's actually Santa that brings the bunnies to at Easter. Oh, yes. Right. All right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's I just that's a blind spot for me. Seasonal work for him. You okay? I'm I'm, I'm okay. His shoulder. Are you sure? It's, it's, his, it's his shoulder. I think it's more the cranberry. I think I we thought, upset him. I, I thought the scooter was a traumatic experience, and then I tried to record a podcast with Josh. Yep. <laughs> you don't I, I have like to let it linger. Sauce. It was cranberry oh. attack, man. There we go. Come on. There we go. I'll give you that uh, one. All right. I guess we should talk about football now. Yay. 13 minutes or in. Boo. Aw. We'll come back to Thanksgiving. Why is time, sta- time stamp it for people? Time out. Why is it boo? What? Why, why are we boo? We got to talk about football. Because we like talking about cranberries well, and stuff I, like I, that. I, I for, that yeah. no, but here, right, here's, I'm just going to throw this out there before we hit to the topic on the sheet here. Can we have a reality check for our mm. beloved Panther fans? Oh, yes. I like this. Ooh, I like this. Uncle Mike. I just want to throw a reality check knee? out there. We are, we are, we, we've got a team right now that's won two-thirds of their games. They're six and three in nine games. The sky is not falling because of a bad night in Pittsburgh. And it was an awful night in Pittsburgh. Let's not let's not kid let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> they're not the only ones having off night in Pittsburgh. Right, exactly. That's a different story. The, yeah, right. But on the flip side of that, though, too, is there are a number of teams in the NFL that would gladly trade their trials and tribulations to be six and three and get thumped by Pittsburgh for that third loss. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Let's take a step back, breathe, and now get after the next seven games and, and see where it goes. Third best record in the NFC. Right now, if they started, they would obviously be the wild card because they're in the division with a juggernaut. They're, but they're in the division of of hell. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. and Tampa, in, in spite of not ha- having as many wins, 
They're they are not an easy out. No, they're, they're terrifying to play against. Right, they are not an easy out. I didn't. I did not feel comfortable with that game. They were up thirty-five to seven, and I didn't feel comfortable. And it was just like on the field. I was until I saw what I saw in in that yeah. in that midpoint of the second quarter and all of the third. I was like, whoa, something something has gone horribly wrong here. And and luckily they snapped out of the trance and they and they ended up winning, putting sure. the game away. But. Uh, I mean, this is this is not a bad football team, and this is not a team that I think Panther fans should be uh, throwing the baby out with the bathwater because of one night in Pittsburgh. That's well, just that's just me. No, I, I agree with you. I feel like that is how that's how the NFL sports in general works. Right? Is the last game? If you lost the last game, you're the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. And like, and I, I and I almost don't. I don't even know whether that's the case with other franchises like did our Patriots fans ready to jump off a building in Boston like I'm really I'm well, really they, curious remember they were at the, the they lost what they lost the opener was it they lost the opener this year or, or last, last year last year, last year and they, they lost got blown like out, two, right? two of their first five games oh my god they're two and three and they're, they're terrible and then all of a sudden Belichick is doing this and Brady's doing that and they're scoring and they're winning and they're scoring and they're winning and ground spike and next thing you know they're playing for the Super Bowl yep. they're playing in the Super Bowl and people were like oh how did that happen well, because they just know what they're doing. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like I say, I, it, it is such a week-to-week business, and you're absolutely right. The last thing you saw is the best or the worst. Sure. But I think that sometimes the f- fan base, not just specific to the Panthers, but any fan base, you got to step back and say, all right, that was bad, but things really could be a lot worse, and things aren't all that bad even after what you saw in Pittsburgh. And, yeah. and, and granted, Pittsburgh was – that was that was a sled, that was a sledgehammer to the forehead, man. That was bad, bad night. So, but you just luckily you can move on, and they can they have another chance to play. Do you think and I and I this is not on our sheet, so it's coming out of nowhere. But do you think that the Panthers played poorly or the Steelers play, like who won that game? Did the Steelers win that game or did the Panthers lose that game? Uh, I to me, and again, I wasn't I wasn't in the building. I, that's you know, I, I lobbied to go on that trip, and we just couldn't make it work, but. Um, you didn't miss much. No, I know. Well, <laughs> from what I was from what I was watching, no, they don't I, let you in the casino with backpacks on. The <laughs> yeah, well, that's another story altogether. But um, that first drive, beautiful. Yeah, get it down the field. Yep, little swing pass to McCaffrey's in for six, seven, nothing. Start took five minutes off the clock. Hey, this is pretty good. They hit one over the top like that, and you're tied. And then Cam's interception, and it was a black and gold avalanche after that. And Carolina tried as as best they could, but yeah, Pittsburgh won that game. They absolutely won that game. They capitalized on the turnover. It was a pick six, and after that, they had all the momentum. They had the home crowd. They had a national TV audience. They had all the things working in their favor, and Ben played great. Yeah, I mean Ben was outstanding in that game. That's what stuck out to me is that for the last couple of years, there's if you're, you know the Ben retirement talk last year, that guy was the he may have been the best quarterback they faced all season. And that was my biggest takeaway was that Big Ben looked re, you know, reinvigorated and re-energized. And that was a major part in that team executing because they don't have a slew of weapons on that, on that offense. Yeah, but they got some and, bombs, though. Right. They got some bombs. Right. But Big Ben, was the, he was delivering on point time and again. I mean, you even saw the, on, on the scramble where he gets, you know, got ejected. That's an 18-yard scramble. I thought that was. I thought Big Ben getting eighteen yard scrambles was a, a thing of the you know of ten years ago. Yeah, no, it's it's you're absolutely right. And um, 
I just feel like any time that you have a, a quarterback like Roethlisberger and the best wide receiver in football, and I, if people want to argue, that's fine. I, I like for me, I think it's Antonio Brown. Um, Absolutely, you're you're going to have the sometimes those games are going to happen, and the loss percentage for teams on the road on Thursday night is staggering. Oh, it's yeah. it's like they I, I believe they win thirty three percent of the time on the road. That is that's not good. And they're at a real disadvantage. And I didn't really realize it because most of the time the Panthers have played at well, since I've been covering the Panthers, they've played at home. And you don't see it until the last week they did a walkthrough on Monday, which was basically do guys in T shirts. Then on Tuesday they did a, a practice with no helmets, no pads. Wednesday they flew to Pittsburgh, and then Thursday they got their butt kicked. And it's like when you're used to having Monday film review, Tuesday off, Rest. Wednesday practice, Thursday practice, Friday walkthrough, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, put on shorts and a t-shirt. We're going to teach you a new offense. I mean, it's it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. And I, I, I think that just like you said, it's Thursday night. They got stomped. It's not the last game of the season. Let's just – you just got to you got to flip you, gotta, you know next case your honor you yeah. just got to you got to turn the page you got to you got to move on and to all the things that you laid out and why you're not pro Thursday night football I couldn't agree with you more yeah. because to me the 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 the, uh, the ask of the players is just way too great it's just way too great and I know the NFL I mean they print money they absolutely print money all over the place hundred dollar bills all over the place. But at some point, the NFLPA has got to step up and take care of their guys. And they got to say, look, this Thursday night stuff, I know it's great, but now Thursday night isn't Thanksgiving special. Right. You know, where you had only two games back then. Now we get three on Thanksgiving, which is fine. But in my opinion, those teams that are playing that Thursday need to have the bye the week before. And there's got to be a way that, you, that the NFL, because I'm sure that there are, you know, algorithms and, and – whiteboards and all kinds of things that they can lay out. Okay, you're going to play on Thursday, so we're going to give you the Sunday before off. So you're going to have your bye week the week before, then you're going to play Thursday, have the mini bye, and then you're back in, on nor- in your normal schedule. There's a way that that can be figured out so that the ask on the players is not as great as it is. And uh, I, I'm with you. I don't think we need Thursday games at all. And I think the NFLPA in this next round of CBA talks, they need to find a way to either – Give these guys, you know, say, okay, we're going to play Thursdays, but you're going to give us some concessions about scheduling. Because if the NFL is so pro-health and safety conscious, that's something they have to do. It's just something they have to do. And I think my he, I, I like, I think a lot of people like the London games. So if you, you know, the early time slot, so you can still get an early time slot. I know it's not Thursday night. Right. Sure. But you can still make up. I, I mean, I think people have gotten to the point where they like waking up and having that early football. You give Completely me some more agree. of those games as opposed to more Thursday nights. That's that's less of a, of a difficult ask. I mean, right. because, you know, travel being what it is, I, I feel bad for the West Coast teams that have to go to London because that's sure. an additional four or five hours just to get to water before you can cross <laughs> the ocean. You know, so, I mean, that's right. that's a bit of a tough ask. But on the flip side of it, though, you know, travel is travel, and, and you have to you kind of have to deal with it in, in any level, pro, in any of the pro sports. So, But I just think that there's a way that the NFL can come up with a, a system 
that if you're playing Thursday, you're off the Sunday before, and then you're back to the following Sunday. So that way, it's not so it's right. it's not so so big of an ask on the on the players. Well, especially you look at this one, and granted, the Panthers didn't show up, but you know you're talking about on Thursday night. If you put a marquee matchup, and now you're gonna get you're gonna get a blowout, you're gonna get sloppy games as mm-hmm. opposed to having them on Sunday. I mean, how how, how excited are people for this Chiefs Rams game? Imagine that that if that was going to be on a Thursday night, and then it's going to be a slop fest. That's not fun. So now you don't want marquee. It, it's it, it feels like it is a diminishing return on Thursday night that I think hurts the overall product. And even though it short term probably makes more money, it isn't in the best interest of the product. An interconference yeah. matchup between a five two and one Steelers and a six and three Panthers or whatever they were six and two Panthers team that seems like a marquee matchup and it end up being everybody turned it off at halftime. Right. So yeah. Like that got ruined by Thursday night. Let alone the fact that you you essentially put these guys at a greater, at a higher risk for being hurt. Not that they nobody did get hurt. Right. right? A, Connor got concussed, but that can happen anytime. Yeah. But like. But you still had guys. You still had guys playing on on short weeks if they got dinged the week on the Sunday before. Four yeah. days before. Eric Reed. Eric Reed. Exactly. The the arm, shoulder, whatever he was dealing with. I mean, you know, th- that's that's a tough ask and quick turnaround for a guy that. You know, kind of needs his arms to play the game. You know, yeah. what I mean, wrap and tackle. It's you know, it's it's a tough, tough ask. You brought up player safety. Let's talk about QB safety. I know Colin has a lot of thoughts on this. Nice segue. Mm. Well done. <laughs> well, like they rode that over a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> you see how I got through that water hazard? The water yeah. thing. Yeah, water thing. Okay, there's a water meter. <laughs> <laughs> it sprung up at me like a snake in the grass. I was worried about other pedestrians or scooter riders. My fellow scooters. Whatever, Cranberries. Let's hear it. All right. <laughs> um, the, NFL, the, the NFL still has a quarterback safety problem, and and we look, need to look no further than our own, than our own quarterback in Cam Newton. And I think, honestly, you can stop the discussion right there. Because whenever you see a quarterback – when you ever see Cam get hit, the first, question I, the first question I see on Twitter or people ask me, what if that was Brady? What if that was Rodgers? What if that was anybody but Cam Newton? And, and, but the problem is the, the reason those guys now get protected is because they got injured and then there became a rule. Mm-hmm. Brady got hit low. Now there's the Brady rule. Rodgers got landed on. Now there's the Ro- – like, so these things – we had to lose these guys for seasons before the NFL would take action. The hit that Eric Reed delivered to Big Ben – which was not much of a hit. And I think really if you look at it, at the replays, I think Eric Reed basically gets exonerated by the replays that he didn't hit Big Ben nearly to the degree that the officials thought when they ejected him without without review. Um, oh, it got reviewed. But it came from – that ejection came from New York. Which I have a real problem with because Al Riverone and, I was, and, and I've had no problems with Al like I did with Dean Blandino, but Cam got his head landed on against Tampa Bay when he slid, when he slid short of the first down. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the, the Panthers botched that situation. But the fact of the matter is, Al Riveron goes on the internet and says, this is a guy where Cam's head is landed on by a guy, which makes no sense if this guy's trying to prevent a first down. The hit angle makes no sense if he was trying to prevent – he landed on top of Cam. It's fine. It was bang-bang play. And, and he justifies it and says, well, the quarterback slid late, and yes, there was contact to the head and, and neck area, but it wasn't forceful. And then you fast forward four days, and then we have the exact same situation with Reed and Big Ben. And Reed does not make contact with Big Ben's head, which does happen in the Bucks game. 
And, it's, and not only is it the rule viewed differently, where Big Ben is clearly past the first down marker, he is only trying to gain additional yardage and slides late, which I do ask, what would happen if Eric Reed didn't close with that speed? Do I, am I to believe that Big Ben would have, inside the five-yard line, just gone down easily, or would Big Ben have fought him and tried to get into the end zone and had one of his heroic Big Ben plays? So the time was, you know, the time was pressing for Eric Reed, and the hit that T.J. Watt had on Cam to me is a far more dangerous hit. If you're t- concerned about quarterback safety, with an exposed shoulder and into the head, he hit him in the shoulder with an upward trajectory, which I believe I'm not. I believe above the head and shoulder is the neck and head area, which is the area that's supposed to be protected. I, they're going to make somebody get hurt in this manner before they're going to change this rule, just as they have with the Brady rule and the Rodgers rule. And it, it, it is inexcusable that the NFL continues to make guys get hurt before they will take action in terms of safety. The, the thing about the T.J. Watt hit, to me, was the leading with the helmet. Absolutely. The crown, the crown of the helmet, is the, it was the big glaring thing for me. Um, and, you know, like you say, you know, Cam is in a vulnerable position because his arm's back, he's getting ready to throw it, and here comes a 270-pound guy. I a mean, big dude. Yeah, a big, big, fast dude coming in and catches him with the crown of the helmet, and that's been the point of emphasis. You cannot hit with the crown of the helmet. The, 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 hit, that was, uh, the hit that Cam took in Atlanta this year. Mm-hmm. Casey, when, yeah. 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 I mean, and Casey got tossed for it, rightfully so, but, I mean, you know, it's – at some point, but, you, it seems like the NFL is picking and choosing which hit to legislate and which hit not to legislate. Sure, absolutely. And I, I, this is this is like my least I, – I get it. It needs to be talked about. This is like one of my least favorite conversations is like, well, Cam never gets the calls and he – but it's it's true. You look at what happened when we you you were at training camp when they the refs showed that video to mm-hmm. us and they like yep. talked about right. you could ask the referees questions and the thing that they kept saying was the key words here are ram butt and spear. If you are ramming somebody with your helmet, if you are butting somebody with your helmet, if you are spearing somebody with your helmet, that is a 15 yard penalty. And T.J. Watt was doing all three of those things with his helmet to Cam Newton. And, and, and I, that that has to get called. I'm sorry. Like and and the whole Eric Reed thing, like if you if, if we want to say that he has a the NFL has a vendetta against him, they they wouldn't have thrown out Colin Jones for that hit. I, I agree with you, but I think we're just kind of hi- arguing hypotheticals, but those kind of things it's a joke if you're not going to throw the flag when somebody hits hits a quarterback that obviously with their helmet. I think it had more to do with it being a national television game than it did with, Eric, with it being Eric Reed. I mean, for the reason for him getting ejected. Um, I, but the, the hit for Watt in that situation. Imagine, and I know you hate this game, but imagine if it was Andrew Luck, a guy who was, who was thought to be the next chosen one and who has battled through shul- shoulder injuries and looks in back. He's finally back. Finally looks like he's playing like the Andrew Luck everybody – and, you know, not the, not the same deep throw, but still, he's back to being Andrew Luck. And now T.J. Watt comes and, and hits that same shoulder in that same way. Then, then the response is completely different. Well, QB1 had a similar shoulder surgery. You yep. know, that cost mm-hmm. him much of the offseason two years ago, two seasons ago. Also not really throwing deep that well also. Just mm-hmm. throwing, just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Just while you know, so, I mean, it's, it, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, yeah. The other thing that we're going to talk about, the other thing with safety that I think is more interesting, like obviously this is interesting too, but I think it's what's happening here in Charlotte that they are, that Cam Newton is not throwing for half of the practice week and we have just kind of like 
not, we're not questioning it anymore. It's just now it's the new normal, coined by Mike Salarte. That's why we had you on I'm, this I week. I am so glad that you said that. My goodness. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. I don't know if, you, if everybody knows that, listeners out there in podcast land, but the, the term, the new normal, that Ron Rivera says five times a week now was suggested to him by our guest, Mike, Michael J. Salarte. Is that right? Did I get it? <laughs> uh, Miguel Angel Salarte, actually, okay. if you want right. to be technical. Fair but, enough. Yeah. Um, I like Michael J, so okay, I'm going to yeah. go with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anything you say, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, but so we're just – we're fine with him not throwing – Do we, we're fine I, with him pulling himself out of the game and not wanting to throw a Hail Mary. We're fine with him throwing 16 passes, the fewest in the league by a long shot – of 20-plus yards downfield. And if, you t- if you're if you going to tell me that's the scheme, that's not the – I mean, they don't have guys running downfield, so they can't get the ball thrown through them. Yeah, we don't we don't have – what is it? Let, what was it? Let it go, baby? Yeah. Let it go. Just do you, baby. Just let that it was, go. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> El got, Presidente. Got away there. from me a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what Cam says on those deep balls. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now, I, I, will, I will throw this as a counter to what you're suggesting here, uh, is that – the thought going into the season with North Turner's offense was to uh, elevate completion percentage, a lot easier to complete a shorter throw than a longer throw. And I'm, I'm only presenting this as devil's advocate. This is not anything that I'm buying into. But Cam's numbers, completion percentage are up. Yes. You know, he's and they're getting the ball in the hands of the playmakers in space, McCaffrey, Samuel, uh, more uh, Burson. Burson. No, sure. no, Burson. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. We had, a, we had a Burson sighting. Yeah. Um, we have all, you know, so you have all these things the happening. Cars just ran off the road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least three cars in the Charlotte area. You have all these things happening within the offense. So Cam doesn't have to go downfield as often because of the scheme. Now, I'm also a little skeptical. I'm also a little skeptical about why. You have these burners, and they're not going vertical. Why they're not taking more shots down the field. I mean, Torrey Smith was brought in, and I know he's been banged up for the last three games, whatever, but he was brought in because he was a fast guy. DJ Moore is drafted because he's a fast guy. Curtis Samuel's back after the injury, and he's a fast guy. Christian McCaffrey is a ridiculously fast guy. You know, I mean, these are guys that if you if, if you run vertical routes, that's got to take the defense back. And open up stuff either underneath for Olsen or, or McCaffrey or, or for anybody yeah. or Burson. Sure, and uh, you know, king, <laughs> that king of the mesh route. Wow, that's just right, right <laughs> over everybody. Thanks, appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks for the support. Um, <laughs> but you, know, you don't see that happening, and it's called it's forced a lot of us to say, "What's going on with QB one in his arm? Is is his arm okay? Is his shoulder okay?" And this new normal of him lightly throwing on Wednesday, taking the Scripted throws, yeah. throwing more on Thursday. I mean, it's okay. It's if this is the new normal. That's great. But at some point, you have to wonder why was he uncomfortable because he didn't throw very much during the week, so he didn't want to take the deep shot. I mean, I, th- that's the explanation we got. And you know, I mean, to Ron Rivera's credit, he is almost honest to a fault with us at times. Well, you know, at times, Cam and Artis Payne may have time, some things to say about at, that. Well, yes. at, at times, okay. it's the qualifier. Um, you know, and so I, I just, you know, I, I'm with you. I, I wonder as well what's going on with with Cam and why we're not seeing more. Look, I don't care if they're completed. I don't care if if the passes connect. Yep. But 
take a shot, take a look. You know, I mean, go ahead, go ahead and throw it to the pylon if you can. Sure. You well, and the interesting thing about it is that he has the zip on his short pass. He's still throwing heaters. That's, oh yeah. yeah. It, it's not like it's lollipop city under twenty yards. So yeah. it, it it seems it it seems like something we you know something is off. Something is is amiss. I feel like, um, and and maybe this is it. Maybe they know the reality of. Cam shoulders. I, I don't know. And of, course, and of course, let's not forget in the NFL, you're going to protect your company secrets. You're not going to tell yeah. everybody what, oh, yeah, what, absolutely. what you know, what a guy's dealing with, what he's really ailing with. I mean, you can only cheat it up so much, I guess, in the injury report. But um, see Bill Belichick, etc. Yeah, uh, he has a uh, an upper upper foot injury. Yeah, and everything above his foot is hurt. You, you know, know he put he put food as the as a reason for somebody missing practice earlier this season. It was cranberries. <laughs> yeah. so. Do you remember Derek, Derek Coleman when he was on the Hornets was on, once listed on the injury report for being fat. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, when they put peppers, did not practice, and the reason is rest. I mean, peppers. Yeah. You could put old. Yeah. You could put Ryan Khalil getting older. You know yeah. that that sort of thing, but. Uh, that, that's kind of the... Would they put Lazy next to Kelvin Benjamin every week? Oh. <laughs> Shots fired. I don't know. Well, no, that was, that was a pea shooter compared to uh, the Monday Night Football, oh, Booger yeah. McFarlane. Which was awesome. Which Oh, my the God. The only time I've ever enjoyed listening to a Monday Night Football oh game. Oh, my goodness. He's one Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. Oh, bug. I, Ouch. Can I make a hot... Uh, maybe it's not even a hot take. Can I make a prediction right now? What day is it? November 15th. I don't think that um, – no, I, I think Kel- it. Kelvin Benjamin is going to be out of the NFL by this time next year. November 15th, 2019. You write it think? down. I'm wow. going to put a calendar reminder on it too so it'll ding. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so if he's just on a – if he's on a um, – if he's on a roster – Then you're wrong. Practice squad does not count. He can't – he's, he's not, not eligible. Not PS eligible yeah, yeah, so – Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, so if he's on if he's on a roster, then, then I up. will yeah I will buy each of you a spicy black cherry water. Is that what that is? That's yes. what you're drinking. My spicy black cherry energy black water. All right, that looks expensive, market. and I regret saying it. So <laughs> I don't regret the. Take. I'll just take I, a good I old fashioned Aquafina. All right, I was gonna say yeah, I'll save you. Give yeah. me the give me the other four fifty or whatever Nikki I, paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> beer okay and Colin will have a cranberry beer <laughs> do they make cranberry beer they probably uh, do it's called zombie um <laughs> very amused very very amused Colin right hates now. us uh let's talk about the other headline this week this running back situation CJ Anderson waved this week Ron Revere in that press conference Josh do you want to talk a little more about that um I, yes I here's the thing it's just frustrating like oh. I, I love Ron I think he's a terrific coach and a great guy to have to cover from a media perspective. But just why go out there and talk and tell us lies about Cameron Arch Payne? Like why? Like what? What's the point of doing that? Well, you know, what are what exactly are, are the why lies? did they just sign Kenyon Barner if the idea was that they wanted to get a better look at Cameron Artis Payne? Kenyon Barner, the the roster move there was for cornerback Josh Hawkins. No, I know. Kenyon Barner is going to draw. He's going to draw a uniform, and he's going to be primarily special teams. Right, that's, and, that's but he's be his all, game. no. I, I get it, but game. I'm saying I, I just but I think that they're stockpiling running backs in the last week. I mean, you talk about Barner, Traveris, Cadet coming in. Yeah, C.J. Anderson goes out, so now they want to give Cameron Artis Payne a, a good, honest look. And to that, I say it's about time. I mean, the guy he's waited and waited and waited, and 
they had four years to give him an honest look. Right. They had to give him an honest look now by releasing C.J. Anderson like that. No, I. Or how about this? Just sit down, C.J. Anderson, and give Cap a jersey, and then give take an honest look at him. Yeah, if well, you want to take an honest look at and, him. And but also, I think the other part of it too, and in, in all fairness, and I'm I'm agreeing with you about you know I, I'm waiting to see. I'll, I want to see Cap in the lineup in Detroit, and I want to see him on the field if sure. you're going to take a look honest look at him. But in terms of C.J. Anderson, the way that that offense was starting to go away from him, I think releasing him and giving him an option to catch on somewhere else is probably the, the best thing you can do for the guy because he didn't use him through nine games. If he does sign someplace else, which I can't imagine he won't, he's going to be ready to go. Sure. It's not going to take him long to get into the playbook because he is a veteran. He's a smart guy, and he's going he's gonna to be just fine. And, you know, I, I, can't, I can't for the life of me understand why the, you know this this happened. I know I know that well, the way that the offense mo- had moved and Christian was taking so many of the snaps, we felt it would best to you know for both parties. Yeah, that's that's the company line. But I mean, C.J. Anderson was a ready and willing participant. Yep. He was ready to go, and so to say they're going to take a look at Cap. Well, it's going to be interesting because Cap's carries or Cap's snaps would have been C.J.'s sure. carries or snaps. So. Uh, the thing is that if the idea is that okay they were gonna they were gonna they needed a guy that could do that could take four snaps a game because McCaffrey's on the field for ninety eight percent of the snaps and it doesn't matter whether it's C.J. Anderson and Cameron Ars Payne okay like I, I guess I can kind of accept that my other my other thing is that and, and this was like a hypothetical that I posed to somebody that was like imagine if they had never signed C.J. Anderson and then right now at week 10, they were like, yeah, we're going to release Cameron Ars Payne because he's not getting any snaps. You'd be like, yeah, okay. Like, whatever, who cares? The mere fact that we signed him and that he rushed for 1,000 yards last year mm-hmm. is why I think everybody's having that overt reaction of him. They, he was get, you, you, they just cut somebody that was taking less than 10% of the snaps. It's not affecting their offense unless Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. Right. And then are we at a cam situation where if Christian gets hurt, it's just like, well, blow it up. Season's over, because that's what they're doing with quarterback too. They have they were they have no interest in bringing in a veteran quarterback. They were just like, yeah, we got Taylor Heineke. If Cam gets hurt, then well, well, well I guess we lose. To Mike's <laughs> point, I think the most decent thing they could do was let C.J. Anderson go and find a new place to catch on. Uh, my question would be, who cares about C.J. Anderson's feelings? I, I don't. I, I'm. Oh, complete, I don't, and I'm not I'm not saying you, but I'm yeah. completely unmoved by. Oh well. We want to give him a chance to go catch on. So, no, December and January coming up. This is like right now, as rainy as nasty as it is, in Charlotte, North Carolina. You don't want to have a backup running back in the garage that's had a thousand yard season that has played in Super Bowls, as opposed to someone that has never had a meaningful snap in the NFL. I don't understand it. it yeah, it's it it is from and, that standpoint and that point of view. It is a, it is a very big gamble. Because you don't have a proven commodity. Traveris Cadet's not necessarily a proven commodity. Well, if he's a proven commodity, then he's not <laughs> a he, feature he, back. Right, yeah. If he's a proven commodity, he's not, he's not available to right. you. Yeah. Um, I, this team, under Marty Herney in 2005, ended their season in Seattle running a fullback at halfback, and then he got concussed. Do you remember that guy's name? Nick Goings. No, do, no, do you, do oh. you remember, no, 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 no. Nick Goings started the game. Right. Do you remember who finished the game? Because Goings well, got dinged well, the week before, and they still and he still he got 
he got his bell rung the week before, and they're like, I don't know if he's going to be able to play, and then he got knocked silly in, in Seattle. Do you remember the running back that finished the game? I do not remember. Was it Tony Fiametta? It, it was Jamal Robertson. Oh, no, I would not have And Jamal Robertson was like fourth or fifth in the running back room mm-hmm. at the start of the year. Sure. Well, so when they got to him, it was like, oh, be like Katie, Re- bar the door, because this is not going to be good. And, and by like the way. Reggie Bonifon getting the carries in the NFC Championship. Like, yeah. that's not – you're in trouble if that's what's happening. Right. And the, and earlier in that season, part of the – everybody remembers how it ended up. Well, not everybody remembers it up. You remember how it ended up. <laughs> well, I was on, but, a, I was on yeah. the field for that one. like, oh, my God. But <laughs> they started they started running season. clock. Just let us go home. <laughs> they started the season slow, and Stephen Davis got put on IR, mm-hmm. which at that point there was no coming back. It mm-hmm. meant he was done. So even though he was going to be ready to come back midseason, they felt the pressure because they started slow, and so they got rid of an established back and – then they finished the season with no running backs. Did they win the Super Bowl in 2005? Uh, no, they did not make oh, okay. the Super Bowl. Uh, but, it, but Marty Herner Seattle was the GM. But my, Marty Herner was the GM yeah, for that team. So he has seen this attrition at this position, and that is why this move, especially to be – well, you could see it on his face that he was frustrated. So what? You know who else is frustrated? Most Panther fans at their jobs. <laughs> Most people so, in general. And I mean, you know really? why they're frustrated? Damn it, they're not having cranberries. That's right. <laughs> cranberries for everybody, it, covered every, in gravy. When was the last time you're like, you know what? I was I, I, I was, was having a miserable day, and I saw some cranberries, and my day was better. It, was, it happens to me all the time. I <laughs> <laughs> some cranberries in my life. Just by seeing them? Just by seeing them, and then I taste them after that. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Let's uh, uh Yeah, ahead. no, I, I – Yes, I agree. <laughs> it just seems so. Obviously, we don't. The thing that I that I, I that I think we can all agree on is we don't have the full story here, and I think that's fine. They don't have to come out and tell us, "Hey, CJ was a real jerk in the locker room. We didn't want him in there anymore," or whatever. We thought he was going to be better. Now he's complete. Whatever, whatever was happening in there. Personally, I, I'm not sure that is what's happening. I, I CJ seemed like a great guy every time I talked to him. Mike, you could back it up. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He was a, he was a consummate pro when when the cameras were on him. And I had several, like every every Wednesday, we would have a, just a just a chit chat about his foundation, him yep. playing video games on Twitch, and people right. were donating and that sort of thing. He'd get signed footballs to send to people in contests and stuff like that. And he, you know, he just he just loves playing the game. And you know, I I hate I hate the fact that it ended the way it did for him, but I also to to the to the point that we established already cutting him loose, giving him an opportunity to catch on somewhere where he can play and, and contribute. I just hope it's in the AFC if it happens. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That'd be nice. You know, I, I just I, hope it's in the, it's in the AFC. I, I, just don't under, I just don't understand being the, the, the good guy here. I, I, I'm, the, the Steelers, who you just played. Are, who may pick know, him up. Well, and Le- they've been dragging Le'Veon Bell around. And it's like, look, this situation stinks, but these are the rules, and this is what we're going to do. Right. And I, it just this just feels like trying to be – the nice guy. I, I don't know what because, like you said, like, I don't know what else. It's a professional courtesy, I think. I mean, it's it's you know, if if the guy was disruptive in the room, which we don't know, and they're right. not telling us that, well, okay. But I mean, in the, from what we are told and what we read, uh, and, and not read in the paper, I mean, read in the situation, you know, the room yeah. itself, is that Anderson was a well liked guy. He was a pro. He's accomplished. He's a champion. And if it's not working out here. You 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 give the guy the professional courtesy to go finish the season elsewhere, and I, mm-hmm. and I don't I, and I I get your frustration with that, but at the same time, it's kind of the right thing to do because you don't want you don't want to make yourself look like the organization that oh we just you know we just whack a guy 
and we don't care that he's got credentials and he's got this. He just, we just whack him. We don't care. I, you want you want it, you want other free agents to look at you and say, you know, all right, eh, it didn't work out with CJ, but I think we can make it work. You know, I think it can make it work there. You still want to be attractive to to potential players that come in to play for your football team. I think that's a really good point that I literally had not thought of until. You just said it because when you think about other, uh, there are other free agents out there, not right now, but next year, there are going to be guys that you might want to bring in, maybe a defensive end, maybe a cornerback on a one-year deal. And you want to be, maybe you, maybe the thought is that you want to be looked at as the franchise where, Hey man, if you're, if it's not working out, we're going to let you go get, get something somewhere else. So you want to come here, come into this winning locker room and, and Mm -hmm. take a shot at winning a Super Bowl. And it is a cold business. I mean, the NFL is a cold, cold business. Right. And when you when you have the opportunity to do right by the guys that are, you know, throwing the jersey over their head and, put, and people are buying those jerseys in the seats and putting butts in the stands, and you have the opportunity to do right by them, that makes you look like a, a first-class franchise. And, and I understand you don't care about, you know, why do we care about the guy's feelings? In the long run, you know, you, you catch more, what is it, more flies with honey? Yeah, why are you catching, honey? why do you catch flies? Who, yeah, wants, well, yeah. who wants flies? Why do you want to catch flies or ants? I, yeah. I don't get it. Right. But. No one's looking at it that way, though, on the outside, because the immediate thought is it's the middle of November, a wild card spot on the line. And this well, is a, it, it, a major move in the middle of November. The division is still out there. The division True. is, I mean, no, you're, let's, let's, you're right. let's be honest. The division is still out there. Now, right. from our seats, it looks maybe out of reach because of the way New Orleans has played this season. Right. But New Orleans hadn't played Carolina yet. And Carolina hadn't played them yet. We don't know how the matchups are going to go. I mean, on paper, it looks bad for Carolina, but they don't play the games on paper. So it, I just don't know how the Saints stay hot for 15-plus weeks. Well, like, a lot of folks said point. that at 15 about this team. Yeah. I don't know how oh, they – I'm don't. not saying they can't – they're not – it just – it feels like you do want to peak, you know, yeah. later in the season. They, they peaked pretty early and are trying to, to ride it. I don't, it'll be interesting to see if they're able to – Which do you think maintain. is worse – Losing to Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh on Thursday night or losing at home to Tampa Bay in your season opener? Because New Orleans did one of those. Mm -hmm. Carolina did the other. So I get it. Yeah. New Orleans looks like the best team in the NFL right now. Right. And rightly so. I mean, they're pretty unbelievable. But they keep signing all these old wide receivers and then blowing out their Achilles. So (laughs) they need to stop doing that if they're going to move forward. Let's. Take a break. When we come back, looking ahead to Detroit. The D. What's up, guys? Den here from the Keep Pound Den podcast. We hope you're enjoying this episode of One Day Contract. And if you like and subscribe to this podcast, be sure to check us out here on the Keep Pound Den podcast on the Riot Podcast Network, where this week we talk about the Panthers heading to Detroit for what we're calling a must-win game, a DJ Moore review, C.J. Anderson news, and why some quarterbacks get the benefit of the doubt on certain statistics. We'll see you guys over there. Keep pounding. And welcome back to One Day Contract. We're looking ahead now to Detroit. Let's, one, talk about how this O-line played last week. Do we have concern this week? This patchwork O-line done a great job last week. Eh. Yeah, uh, it wasn't so much. That doesn't exactly sum it up. (laughs) I'm just yeah. using sound effects. <laughs> Sad face. I think you burned the tape last week. I think you burned the tape in all phases. I think you 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 watch it. You say, okay, we can do this better, this better, this better. This was not good. This was not good. And then you just throw the thing in the fireplace and you move on. Uh, this this offensive line so far to me has done 
has gone above and beyond what anybody could have possibly dreamt that this group was going to do, mm-hmm. considering that your starting center and your starting, what side is Trey on? Left side? Yeah, left guard. Are the only two that have played a majority of the games this season yep. on that offensive line for what they planned on at the start of the year. And so, I mean, guys, you know, bringing a guy in like Chris Clark off the street, Greg Van Roten that they had in camp who's been – I mean, if you're not saying his name, he must be doing a pretty good job. I, he, he's and been then, great. And then Taylor Moten? Yeah. Come on. I mean, this this group of no names uh, that Van Roten and GVR said, you know, yeah, he said, well, look, we're not the sexiest O-line, but, you know, we, we play hard. And, you know, it's and he's right. They're, I mean, th- their marquee guys are their center in Khalil and their guard in Trey Turner. Yeah. Those are their marquee guys. And everybody else, you just people think, oh, you just kind of throw a jersey on or whatever. But they're not playing like it. No. And, and to their, that's to their credit, and that's also to the credit of John Matsko and Travell Warden. They've done a great job coaching those guys up. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, I think that, first of all, Pitts, uh, let's, again, short week, whatever. Everybody's on a short week. I get it. you got to travel on the road. Khalil didn't practice at all that week, last week. Uh, I, I, I think that let's wait one more week. And if they play again, then then it's time to start calling Matt Khalil's name like the Candyman, and it's time to. I hated that movie. Yeah, scary. Uh, I'm and just it's time, scared in this situation right. too. It's time to get. It's time to to start thinking about. But let's you know, one game does not a a bad season make. And let's not get so caught up in the fact that they had real trouble with that 34. Like they really, they just almost. And I hate to say stuff like this. It's almost like they just weren't prepared. Like it, it almost seemed like mentally they just didn't know what they were doing. So few teams run it though. I, mean, I know, it's, and that's, it's, it's so hard. It's like preparing for like high school football teams preparing for a triple option. You just don't see it, and you have no real way, no idea how to defend it. And with a three-four, you can bring pressure everywhere in, in, from everywhere, and you just don't. I mean. You just don't know where it's coming from. It, it could be coming from the outside backer. It could be coming from the inside backer. Be coming from a corner as they drop a backer and it's into coverage. You know, they could just run run the three guys up front and lock down the middle with the the, the linebackers underneath. You just don't know. And every, and we always see the four three defenses, which are the norm. But when a team can run a three four scheme and they can run it well, and they can. man that and Pittsburgh runs it well, and that's just I mean that's just deadly. Especially when they're running it well, and your confidence is shaken like it was Thursday. Yeah. So that's just a that's a that's a bad cocktail, man. Your your confidence is shaken, and also you become one dimensional. Oh yeah. And then yeah. they're just pinning their ears back, and they've invested a lot in those guys too. I mean, they mm-hmm. they, they haven't not all of those uh, guys in the front have lived up to their hype, but they have heavily invested in that group. Yeah, and, and I think that that's why you know you just were ready to move on. Now that being said, the Lions' pass rush is. I wouldn't say equally as terrifying, but they're good. They can get to the quarterback, and they're going to – I mean, they have been – they have kind of been eaten alive by mobile quarterbacks, but they will – I mean, if the offensive line is not – plays like they did last week, this this defensive line and uh, and pass rush from Detroit, they're going to – they're going to make hay in the backfield. I mean, you'd, you'd look at, like, Ziggy, who is on his way back, hasn't played – a ton of uh, snaps thus far, but I think he's he's on his way. He's working his way back up to the new normal. And uh, so I just threw it in there. And uh, and and uh, like snacks is terrifying. Like 
You're big on the snacks. Uh, first of all, it's the best nickname in yeah, all of no, football. No, I won't debate that. You know where he got the nickname from? <laughs> he showed up to Jets camp with Rice Krispies in his socks, and Rex Ryan was like, what is happening? He was like, I like my snacks. Rice Krispies in his Rice Krispie treats, excuse okay. me. I left out a keyword there. Rice Krispie treats in his socks. Not since Dale Green used to keep a Tootsie Roll in his socks. Have I heard of something so absurd? I'm sure Rex Ryan took those in for he himself. Li- he likes socks. He likes feet. He, likes feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he took the treat. You take the snacks. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll deal with the rest of it you later. You keep the Rice Krispies. I've got the treats. Well, um, I don't think Ryan Khalil is excited about seeing Mr. Harrison again. He didn't do it, didn't fare particularly well against him in the Giants game. No, I asked Greg Van Roden about him. He rolled his eyes. <laughs> I was like, "So you got to play snacks again for the second year, second time this year?" And he was, like, and he literally just rolled his eyes, like, "Ah, like we can't get away from this guy." Like they, it's not often that you play somebody twice in the same season on different teams, and that's exactly what's happening. And they, it's, it's not a, obviously, it's not a good matchup for them. And the good news is that the Panthers have the ability to run away from somebody like that. Yeah, like. Cam and Christian, that option. Cameron Artis Payne. Yeah, exactly. A lot of Cameron Artis Payne, a lot of cap time. Is, is the, It's going to be a great time to get an honest look at him. And I'm, excited, I'm excited for the cap gun offense myself. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah, That's good. It's really nice. Um, and North Turner said there's that we've got some things in there for him this week. So, like – they're they're like they keep kicking this cat ball down the road. Sorry, we're done with that. Um, the snacks is like as a defensive tackle, you just plop them in the middle and just say, "Go get the ball." Yeah. Like there there is no scheme. I asked a couple of the guys on the line, like, "Hey, can you like do you need like scheme and stuff?" And they're like, "No." Like guy like that, like you just kind of say like, "He's Go coming." Get it? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's here, coming. Here he get, comes. Yeah, and I mean. It, their defense has been different. They've allowed less than 100 yards rushing the last two games. And their defensive line and defense in general has been different since he has gotten there. And I think that if we're taking this defense lightly, that's probably not the right thing to do. Now, that being said, I think the Panthers are much more talented than the Detroit Lions, and they should be able to win this game in a walk, especially on turf in the Dome. But... We've said that before. Well, I, I think we're going to really if, – if you want a true measure of this Panthers team, I think it's going to come Sunday. I really do, and good or bad, because we're going to see how, how, much, how much they suffer from amnesia from the Thursday night game, how quickly they put that behind them and how well they, they tried to prepare this week in really adverse conditions. Um, but to their, the flip side, I don't know if you guys saw the tweet I put out there. I quoted a Detroit writer today. The Lions were out, out, outdoors practicing, and their field was covered in snow. <laughs> and the only thing you saw were the, the shovel marks for the lines in the field. So they're not actually enjoying indoor workouts either. Yeah. Um, but They have an indoor you're practice. Blowing the but, but, you're blowing yeah. the narrative, Mike. You're blowing the narrative. I'm just I'm just saying. They're, just, they're well, practicing if, the same garbage that the Panthers are, only theirs is just colder and white. That's if, it. If the Panthers lose the Lions and look sloppy doing it, there's going to be people out there trying to build an indoor practice facility for them right now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but here's the but we're going to find out, I think, what the, what this Panthers team is all about because, how you know, the, the, what's the saying? It's not getting knocked down that builds character. It's how often you get back up. Well, yeah. they got, taught us that. Yeah, they got knocked down hard Thursday. How are they going to get back up? How, are, how well are they going to respond against a team like you say they should beat? I agree with you. They should beat Detroit. Yep. And, it, you know, they should be able to get pressure 
on a Detroit quarterback because that offensive line's allowed 16 sacks the last two weeks. Ding, yep. ding, ding. So if we're going to see Mario Addison and Julius Peppers and Wes Horton and K.K. Short and the list goes on and on, guys getting back there and getting on the quarterback, this is the week. You're not going to be able to blame weather. It's indoors, fast track. You guys get your feet under you, you know, and you go and whip somebody's tail in front of you and get to the quarterback, then we'll see what they can do. But um, offensively, fast track, I think, favors Carolina because of the fact that they've got so much speed. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Like I say, we'll see what this team's really made of. This yeah. is the way that they built this team is almost like they do. They wanted to play indoors. Like they were like, let's put as much speed as we can get. Let's get it on the roster. Well, the Super Bowl is indoors this year. As is the uh, week fifteen and not week fifteen. Week, week 17. seventeen. Yeah, week seventeen and sixteen. Nope. Nope. Damn it. <laughs> I couldn't get the weeks right. The week eleven. <laughs> now, the, the importance of this game. Even Nailed it. It's, yeah. It's a, they're three and sixteen is the fact that right now you still control your destiny mm-hmm. because you you've got those two games at the end of the season you can take on New Orleans and at least you control your own destiny if you lose this game all of a sudden you need you need help um, in order to try and capture the NFC South and I do uh, God bless anybody that has to try and go through the Rams and the Saints and that you know that that's going to be a hard uh, beating one of them is a hard enough task you'd rather see them face off rather than uh, be the team that tries to knock off both of them back-to-back yeah. back weeks. Oh, that's, that's a really good point. If Carolina can somehow beat New Orleans twice, win the NFC South, they don't have to see the Rams until yep. down the road. And very good point that New Orleans could have to be the team that would be the wild card to play them or however it would all shake out. We're getting way down the road, obviously. But, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, I just mean from a keeping this big big picture you know, standpoint, you want to control your destiny, you go out there and win. This is one of those games we say if you're yep. a good team, if you're who you say you are, if the goals are to win the Super Bowl, these are the games you go out and win. And historically, Ron Rivera teams in November and December are pretty good. Great. So, really, really good. Yeah, so it's you know this is the time that these teams start to – Ron's teams start to find themselves and – Close the ranks and start to, you know, get the ball rolling downhill. Yeah, I, I think well, they're like 40 and 17. I'm, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. The number is crazy. And, yeah, and, yeah add a loss on because last week was November 2. But yeah. uh, but the is it – are we – I know it's week 11, and I know they're playing at Detroit. But is this a must win for the Carolina Panthers? Yes. I agree. It is. It is, it is only, be, only because of how things went down last week. If they get beat on a last-second field goal in a tight game – the sky's not falling. It's like ah, just that sucks. They beat you know they beat the Panthers by a field goal. Yeah, you got thumped. Yep, you got to come back. You got to come back and, and say that's not us. This is us, and put your us on that film this week. Well, yeah. We we love patting the leaders on this team on the back. This is the time. This is the type of situation. And I will say too, we thought you know after they lucked out against the Giants and got a sixty-three yard field goal that maybe that same leadership was going to show up and. You know, kind of inject some life and professionalism back into things, and then they went and got beat by, you know, by Washington, and didn't look particularly impressive in that. So I'm interested to see how they bounce back. And still had a chance in that game, right? Oh, still they, had did, a chance. they did it to yeah. themselves. They did it to that, themselves. Yeah, I agree. But they still had a chance. It was, I mean, they had no chance Thursday, even though they even though they led the game, they yeah. still had no chance once the tide turned. Did you see that stat? This is just a just something that I don't know why it popped into my head. They won. They won one game, then they lost. Then they won two games, then they lost. Then they won three games, then they lost. So if they win four games, and then they lose, and then win five games after that, that would put them in the Super Bowl. So that's fun. 
It would put them in the Super Bowl or have <laughs> them I think the they Super would Bowl. win the Super Bowl at that point. It would not. It would put them in the Super Bowl for lined up for their last. Is this loss. a fifty game season? What am <laughs> I missing here? <laughs> Let me see here. Come on. Yeah, I, somebody do the math. Write down. Not, write it down. Uh, I actually I just pulled that off Twitter, so that might not even be true. It might just be. I, I'm, yeah. If it was on Twitter, it was yeah. it was definitely. It was true. definitely yep. true. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. That's how the internet works. Uh, sorry, I have one more thing that I wanted to talk to the talk before i think we're getting towards game time right yeah, I'm not, we're fine yeah. go okay. ahead uh <laughs> last year i felt like the defense palpably slowed down towards the end of the season the last eight games of the season they could not keep up they were giving up the most passing yards in the entire league by a long shot mm-hmm. um i remember that i'd forgotten it but i remember yeah. it now. yeah thanks for bringing it up and this defense has not gotten any younger i mean oh. except for dante jackson i love eric reed Eric Reed's injected some youth because he's not an old guy. He's a five-year vet. Yeah, I mean, is he? Is he? How much younger is he than Kirk Coleman? That much younger? I, I honestly don't I, know. I think I it's think it's four, four or five four, years. Yeah, four it's four or five years. years. Okay. So and, and love me some Kirk Coleman. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, love the way he played, but you know, Reed's Reed's arrival. It is four years. Four years. Reed's yeah. arrival brings a little bit of speed back there. Dante Jackson, man, you guys. Start, I don't know if you guys if y'all have been talking about him for in the conversation of the D-Roy. D-Roy. Yeah. yeah, the D-Roy. But, man, I don't know anybody better right now. Yep. Who put out that list that didn't even have him in the top ESPN. 10? ESPN. ESPN. Him and Ridley were both not on that list. Right. Well, you know, when the, when the when Joe Buck doesn't even know who the, the names of the, the guys on the roster, how can you expect ESPN to do it? No, did Joe Buck not do a good it. job? Thursday night? Well, I'm just glad they knows the shoe size of the backup fullback on the Steelers and can stumble through <laughs> who Greg Olson is. <laughs> You could hear him flipping the car. Oh, oh gosh! With Tomas Devos with the tackle there. Tomas Devos. Tomas Devos. They call him today. <laughs> no, it it I, I, I it was not a Joe Buck fan. Yeah, uh, well, the well, hog it, it just it he takes just, Randy Moss aside. Yeah, well, he was wrong in that situation too. <laughs> Straight uh, cash, but, homie. But but you know, <laughs> but Buck worked Buck worked hard for the position he's in today. I'm not. I, I don't hate Buck, but, but we're not. We're not here to try Joe Buck, but we are here to talk well, about. Well, I would have liked I, for him to try on Thursday night, but he, like so many others, so, were not trying very hard. So you think that? <laughs> yeah, that's that's nice. We'll let that. We'll when, let that breathe for a second. You uh, know who hates cranberries? <laughs> Joe Buck. <laughs> probably. Uh, probably. Wouldn't surprise me. And Jason me. Witten. They probably both do. Hmm. Blech. But Tony uh, Romo should call every game. I love it, but I wish the yeah. I, <laughs> you went all over the place. With that. He had a great thought and said, "No, yeah, yeah. that's good. I yeah, was yeah, adequate." I was watching football on Sunday for the first Sunday of the year. That's and, the uh, weirdest feeling ever. Oh, yeah. I bet. <laughs> oh my god! No, I mean, I'm serious. It's like if I'm watching a Panther road game uh, we, that we don't travel to. Like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm doing my homework and everything else. When the Panthers aren't playing on a Sunday, it's like. Who are these guys? Yeah. I don't know this team over here. Oh, I think I've seen them before. I mean, you just try to figure out what, what you want to do. And then I end up just, like, going outside and bashing my head against the trees. Like, there's no Panther game today. Yeah. You know. And, and then I'll- he builds a deck. <laughs> with, the, with the wood from the tree that I've felled. Yes, I give yes. it to Colin. He builds a deck. Hashtag deck picks. <laughs> I don't remember which take that was in. <laughs> it was in this one. No, it was actually right, in this right, one, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I would hope so. That wasn't just completely a non sequitur an hour and four minutes into the show. Were you just throwing out a hashtag deck picks? 
Dark pick. So Eric Reed is much younger than Kirk Coleman, and I, I just that's oh, but I'm, you're, just worried, you're, I'm just worried your, about back it. Back to your point, the defense did it. slow down last year. I don't necessarily see that happening again this year, even though you do have you know an aging Julius Peppers who I tried to get Ron to you know. I, I wanted to hear if he's if there are is a plan now. Okay, you're nine games in. You got seven to go plus more. Yeah, probably. Do you do you say Julius? Okay, we've managed you to this to this point here. We've tried to keep you. You know, we've been working with you. We need to add more to your plate. We need you in more situations. We need you on the field more because Dad Gavin, he's Julius Peppers. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's H O F in five years from the time he says I'm done. Yep. I mean, to the day. So, do you lead? Do you need more out of ninety? I think you're going to get more out of fifty-eight because that's all he knows. You yep. know, and Keekley is Keekley. He does the same thing. I think Shaq has done a, a decent job in his progression uh, in terms of the linebackers. I think you look at that off at the defensive line and Mario Addison. I was saying it three years ago that he, I thought he needed more on his plate. And and Ron's like, ah, oh, we just want to kind of ease him in. And then last last season he goes for eleven sacks. And he's at what seven and a half now. Yeah, with seven to play. So I mean, okay, all right, I get it. But I don't think the defense is necessarily going to slow down as as much. And every team slows down as the year goes on. I mean, that's just sure. that's just that's just the attrition of the league. And especially now, I mean, we, I feel like we talk about this quite a bit, but the, the league is so slanted to the offense now oh, that yeah. it's it, it's really criminal uh, to me how how stilted it's gotten to the that's offense. A, that's a rather strong word for a football game, but well, okay. No, well, I mean, just the fact that every like you get a five you get a five yard defensive holding penalty, and it, it's a drive extender. Whereas if they get a holding call where you clearly had a sack, they get a replay of the down. Like it, it is just so t- tilted one way towards towards scoring now. I mean, the fact that you, that everyone should go for it on fourth down means that maybe the rules are a little – like just that, that it's – no matter what, you should go for it on offense right now because the rules the way they are. Well, to quote the great Christina Pagniacci, I mean, the, the fans want touchdowns. The fans want high scores. They want to modernize game. Okay, but – okay, I agree, but is there not a sweet spot? Because I'm curious. you, Mike, you've watched a lot of games. No and, sweet spot. Is there is there a scoring sweet spot? I feel like there's a scoring sweet spot. I, there probably is, but worse than that is that I just gave you guys an any given Sunday line and you just whiffed on oh. it. Oh my god, it was Cameron Diaz I was quoting, not an owner. Come on. Anyway, yes, there is a sweet spot, and I, I agree with you that there is one. It's but right now you're not going to hit it because, as you say, it's pro offense. Everything you know, keep don't hit the quarterback. Uh, you know the graze a guy and it's it's you know pass interference the defensive hold is a drive extender that sort of thing um but it's you know unfortunately that's the that's the nfl that we live in and until you can and it's going to take somebody just basically data mining the last 10 years of the game to figure out okay if x number of drives were extended because of a defensive holding call we need to minimize the impact on that you just get five yards not the automatic first down or something you know some some tweaks or you know twists here and there and i got twists yeah. by the way um <laughs> that was definitely not in this can't, i know but that, that, that's just for the five <laughs> that's of us just, that was good but uh that i think can get us closer to that scoring yeah. sweet spot yeah because i mean you you're you're a you know, long time hockey fan you don't, don't want to see 12 eights you know i don't i think i lived through them in the 80s man it was it was the wild west but do you, is that what you? No, that's not that, that's not that game. No. Right, and so to me, like for anything beyond forty-two feels phony. 
it feels like it doesn't matter enough. That a touchdown doesn't matter enough. And well, if it's forty-two forty, right? Then that's but that's, one thing. But that should be the high. That, yeah. that should be the high end to me. Right. Like yeah. four, if it's forty-two to three. Yeah, fifty-two twenty-one. Not so much. Yeah, yeah. That, that 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 hurts. Yeah, and I just hurts I the just, eyes. And and you can't basically. I mean, you watch that. We watched them play against the Ravens. One of the you know one of the best defenses in the NFL. And even they're playing to give up yardage on third down in, in the second half of that because you just you have to now as a defense concede that yardage it, they've yeah. they've really and, and these quarterbacks have gotten so good at getting these you know pretty yeah, well breeze, yeah getting the ball out in two seconds what are you supposed to do yeah. yeah no that's and that's that's a really good point there too is that the game is different 10 years now or than or now than it was 10 years ago because the players are better players are bigger stronger faster and they're better trained and quarterbacks can fit a football into the into the into a window the size of a mailbox and you just i mean how do you defend that it's it's very very difficult i mean it was uh it was a couple seasons ago i forget which game it was but like cam threw a touchdown pass to ed dixon that looked like he, it looked like it was out of the matrix because like guys were flying oh, through yeah, and it and it went like it missed the first guy as it got by him. Another guy came through this way and Dixon got hit right in the chest with it as he was going to the going to the turf. And I just I, I was on the field shooting that I'm like I just don't believe what I just saw because how did that happen? How did you know how did all this swirl happen and yet you know so Cam can zip it in there and have this much room to get it through you know the the width and a little bit more of a football. I mean, there's, the players are just better now. It's just crazy. Yeah, one of the one of the things that I really like is one of the writers on our site, Vincent, he does a lot of analysis. And a lot of times he'll just be like, hey, you know what? Sometimes you just have to tip your cap and move on to the next play. They made like a play, you're, yeah. you're just not going to – there are going to be times when uh, when – uh, Carson Wentz is falling backwards and throws it 30 yards downfield to Zach Ertz on the sideline and the, exactly hits him in the hands with his two feet inbounds and nothing else. Sometimes you just got to be like, well, uh, all right. Like, yeah. hey, they're, they get paid money to do this too. If you can't, if it's indefensible and they beat you, yeah. then they beat you. Exactly. That's, that's it. The, for some reason, the play that popped into my head when you started talking about that was was the old Russell Wilson play where he, he whipped around and threw it down the sideline. Oh, that was the that was the old, like what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Oh, when the defender had him by the shirt, and he spins around and, he, and then throws a, yeah. a rope, and then the, the receiver catches it going out of bounds, and you go, "What you gonna do?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What you gonna do? <laughs> Mahomes had one of those earlier this year where he literally he was like somebody was slinging him down, and he was sideways almost, and he sidearmed it in between three defenders directly to Tyree Kill, and it's just like, well, I don't even, like, uh, if I'm a defender, I'm just retiring at halftime at that point. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm out. You can do that now. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 all, it's, the, it's, the, it's sweeping the, uh, the league. I don't remember what game that was, so it may have been the game where he retired at halftime. <laughs> Probably. Poor Buffalo. Game time? Hey, they still got Kelvin. Oh, he's <laughs> For another calendar year. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's on JK. my calendar. He's not, he's not getting re-signed. Nope. Um, we are going to play one of our favorite games here. It's, uh, it's named after our good friend Luke Keekley, and it is called Luke's Stud of the Week. You may know this. Uh, every week, oh, for the most part. I was standing next to him today. I know. That's yesterday. the best part of this is that most <laughs> every Cheater. time we've played, somebody has been standing right next to him. And Luke Keekley likes to call people his buzzwords. His problem stud is the number one one. And sometimes he doesn't use it. So we have some other player speaks that we'll, that we'll put in. But basically, all NFL players, they speak in cliches. Mm-hmm. They say the same things about everybody. And sometimes, every now and then, you get people saying stuff like, um, uh, like 
Chris Godwin is the one of the best receivers in the NFL. That was said before the Tampa Bay game. That is not true. I'm sorry. Chris Godwin's a great wide receiver. <laughs> Terrific. Not even the not even the third best wide receiver on that team. So That is a bold-faced lie. Yeah, so when you say stuff like that, we got to call you out. So what we're going to do here, Mike, is we're going to play an uh, we're going to play an audio clip from our friend Luke Keekley and we're going to give you uh, we're going to give the whole panel. I'm going to run it cuz I know the answers. Um, we're going to allow you to guess which running back Ooh. Luke Keekley was talking about. Right? Oh, let me turn this up. Unmute. Very professional. <laughs> right? He was now He's a, he's, he's a stud. You know, he, he's good out of the backfield. He's good in between the tackles. He can kind of do it all. Um, when you look at kind of the backs that they have down there, he's, he fits that mold. He's a smart player. Now, I'll give you four choices. Was he talking about Luke Keekley? Did he call a stud on Johnson? Theo Riddick? Christian McCaffrey? Or Travaris Cadet? Ooh. He did say down there. That's why I'm leaning towards Cadet. Yeah. That's, that's going to trip me up. I don't know how I'm going to get away from that. Because I was thinking LeGarrette Blunt was actually going to be the answer because carry-on was going to be too obvious. And then it wasn't even an option, so I've eliminated him. I'm trying my best. There, so my, my wife and I, we play this game where um, – are you allowed uh, to talk about that? Yeah, no, okay. sorry. sorry. Uh, we play with other people. Twist. Oh, no, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Twist. Well done. Uh, it's called Code Names. It's a great game, but one of the things is you have to say. It goes back to that leak in their bedroom somehow. Say the, <laughs> that was this take, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to say something, and then you keep a straight face. So I'm keeping a straight face here. Mike Salarte, who did Luke Keekley? I'm saying Cadet. I'm saying he's referencing Cadet with the down there. That's kind of the, that's the tell in that bite. To me. I'm, I'm siding with Mike on this one. Nikki? It's not theoretic because there's no way that he would ever say that about him. And Amir Abdullah got cut as well. Um, hey, where did I'll he go, go to school? The, uh, the University of Nebraska. Oh, okay. Love him. From? I, I, I'll join the boys. Travaris Cadet is the correct answer. Congratulations. <laughs> well I feel like we really well done. They gave it away there with the down there. He, and I also That was his tell, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I almost – it was my own fault because I wanted – I should have put in Kamara – in there as well, which I feel like would have oh, would have made it a little bit harder. Thrown us off the scent. That was, that was my own okay. fault. So we've got one more uh, one more chapter in this game. Yes. And um, this one is going to be is from our good friend Thomas Davis, the mm. mayor of Charlotte, uh, Tomas DeVos, if you will. Tomas um, DeVos. Tomas DeVos called one of the following four people a matchup nightmare. One of the following four players, a matchup nightmare. Is it Travars Cadet, Carrion Johnson, Theo Riddick, or Christian McCaffrey? Same four choices. One of them is a stud. As we already know, Travars Cadet is a stud. One of them is a matchup nightmare. Nikki Wolf, you're up first. I like running these games because you just get to yell at people. Shark <laughs> <laughs> it. Shark it, Trebek. Um, matchup nightmare. Is a matchup nightmare. <laughs> Could it be a clean? Could that you're, sweep? You're not going to get into Yale if you get this correct. 
If you get it wrong. <laughs> I'm going CMC. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I was thinking CMC. I as, as, as was I. As was I. Because he's putting his own cause he really is, and he's pumping the yeah. tires of his yeah. teammate. Yeah. All right. Let's take a listen to Thomas Davis. Um, they def- definitely have a dynamic group. Those guys are well-versed in what they do. You know, Blunt is their power back. You know, carry on. he's the guy that can do a little bit of both. Um, he gets out on the edge. He can create um, matchup problems for other guys, linebackers in this league. And, um, you know, I feel like he's a, he's a faster back. You know, we watched him a lot when he played at Auburn. Obviously, going against Georgia a few times, I watched that kid a lot. And I felt like he was a dynamic player then. And, He's coming to the league and proving that Riddick is a matchup nightmare for a lot of people. Theo Riddick is a matchup. Is it Theo or is it Carrion? Theo. He said Theo Riddick. Those are Theo Riddick. That was why I was hoping that one of you guys would have said Carrion because he talks about Carrion for like 20 solid seconds before being like, Theo Riddick's a matchup nightmare. And also, Theo Riddick, I'm not sure, is a matchup nightmare. I think he's great, a good back, solid back. Matchup nightmare might be a little bit... That was going to be my answer until Mickey <laughs> Wolf told me there was no way. There's no way. I did you? Does he know what matchup nightmare means? Oh, does he see, that is Riddick a separate is. question. <laughs> I oh. does Luke Keekley know what a stud is? I think so. Yeah, I think he's got a good stud meter. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Does that come with your CPI uh, security system? Yes, it, comes it does. With her hashtag deck picks. Apparently, <laughs> hashtag deck picks, and then you get a garden note. And you're on the stud meter. There we go. <laughs> Mike, where can people find you on the uh, internets and World Wide Web? Oh, SpectrumLocalNews.com. If you're a Spectrum or a Charter customer, and get and get us uh, our Spectrum news uh, 24/7 all the time. And of course, the Chevrolet Sports Night each and every night at 10 o'clock. If you're a high school football fan, we have the Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina Friday Night Final. I feel like a NASCAR driver at the moment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and uh, on the on the Twitters at uh, Mike Salarte, and uh, love to have you. Do a little Instagram as well. I don't do Snapchat. Sorry. Mm, that's where you send deck pics. That's where you send deck pics. Yeah. So I don't. I don't do the Snapchat. And but can, uh, can we get one hockey opinion out of you? Absolutely. Just any. Just just fire away. Just, just one hockey just, opinion. Doesn't uh, matter what it is. Yeah. The, you, right in my wheelhouse. My beloved Chicago Blackhawks fired the wrong guy. They fired their coach Joel Quenville. All he did in the time he was hired was win them three Stanley Cups. Did you just cut me off? Uh-oh. No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized that. Like, oh, no. He just yeah. stopped me. Oh, he asked God, for it. He, he asked for it. He asked for it. <laughs> but he won him three Stanley Cups in his tenure, and every Blackhawks coach before Joel Quenville won the franchise three Stanley Cups. They asked him to make the dinner, but they didn't allow him to have any input on the groceries, and they lost five in a row or six in a row, and they gassed him. They finally, got, they finally snapped an eight-game winless streak last night. Beating St. Louis one nothing, which is pretty cool, but uh, that's the guy that uh, that's the guy. I think he, he just clapped. The, wrong guy, the wrong guy. The wrong guy took the fall. So that's just me. Hockey seems very long. That's my main problem with it. They have like long, what do they have like a month off. Long for the season. Yeah, like the season is always just like and hockey's back, baby, yeah. and it's like uh, they, didn't we? Were we out, just yeah. giving out the Stanley Cup? Yeah, Stanley Cup goes out in June, and then the boys are back in camp in September. <laughs> that's really fast. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, well, NAS- look, NASCAR is NASCAR, going like to yeah. Yeah, end on Sunday, and they'll be back testing a week later, and they'll be in Daytona before you blink. Yeah, but so. they're they're in cars, not on skates. No, I well, I also think hockey is you have <laughs> Tell to be, is us the more most, about how sports work. <laughs> is the most can I mansplain it to everybody? <laughs> Brendan mansplain it. Uh, 
Yeah, I just I feel like hockey is the most talented of all the sports. Like you, you have to do everything you have to do on all the in all the other sports except you're on ice on skates, which is incredible to me. I think I, you're bringing a personal bias that uh, with an inability to skate here. Yeah, I can I skate like you scoot. <laughs> apparently on water. Exceptionally well. Yeah. <laughs> apparently oh, on apparently on water. So made. it's out there. I skate very well. Thank you very much. Oh, so. it sounds like we're gonna have a field trip to the rink. You yeah, I'm, I'm a little a actually. I'm actually a little bitter right now about my team because Why? the because our team. I, I signed up for this. I signed up with these guys that I play with on Sundays at Extreme Ice, the Charlotte Rebels. They're on Twitter. Okay, and uh, I've seen him play hockey. That's a true story. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 and, I, I, uh, why would you lie about that? That'd be we, a weird flex. But we, but we, I joined this team because we play on Sundays, and that's a great day for me to play. Yeah. With the exception of fall because i'm busy on a lot of sundays but sure. still now we've got games on fridays it's like uh bro somebody works friday nights it can't yeah. you know can't be here and then like my captain actually rescheduled a sunday game for this week we were supposed to play 11 o'clock at night which is late i get it but they rescheduled it for the friday after thanksgiving yeah oh no it's like that's wh- black friday yeah it's like what? I gotta get my shops. And on. guys are guys are writing <laughs> guys are writing in the emails saying, uh, you know, I'm gonna be out of town Thanksgiving. I'm not gonna be able to make That's it. That's terrible. Yeah, so it's really I'm a little bitter by that. So the next game that I can play is December the second. That's if I'm in town because December second is Panthers Cleveland. a road game in, in no Tampa. Tampa, yeah. Yeah, so that's a good I, one. You so, should go to that. Yeah, I, well, I'd like to because it'll be warm there. I'd love to have you at the Roaring Riot tailgate. It's just beautiful. I've, Shepherd's Resort. I have been to several yeah. Roaring Riot tailgates. They're fun. Feels yeah, like well, they are. Feels like you're the C.J. Anderson of the uh, local hockey league. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to you need to get cut loose and then get picked up by another team that no, has games no, for a more no, favorable no, time. No, no, no. Yeah, I've, by I've the already, Wolves. I've already, sp- I've already spent too much money on jerseys for that, for that team, <laughs> so no, I, I can't do it. That issue is expensive. Uh, Colin, where can they find you on the internet? At Colin, C-L-T on Twitter. Uh, still not doing the Instagram thing, but I think it's going to be big. <laughs> you've, got, uh, you've got high hopes. It's going to be big one day. Yep. Yeah. Josh? Uh, you can follow me at Josh Klein Rules on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you have a bucket, I will take one to call back <laughs> to the leak. I was like, what? Yeah. Got you. Yeah. And, and his and his Twitter handle is in no way indicative of his personality because, you know, Josh Klein Rules. I mean, that's not conceded at all. I do rule. <laughs> <laughs> With an iron fist. I do. I do roll. I do roll. You can find me on Twitter at Nikki704. This is One Day Contract, part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Mike Salarde, your One Day Contract is up. Well, thanks for having me. It was fun. I guess I'll go catch on with another team. Yeah, right? That's a good outro song. Oh, yeah. And mute the mic.